Hello, motherfunkers. How you diddly doing? It's just me today for this introduction. I know. Who knew? Finally, it's happened. But the shorter Shirley has chosen the wettest week of the decade to holiday. So she's in Devon and she didn't make time out of her very hectic schedule to record this introduction. So I'm here alone. I've had a good week. I've had my jab. I was given the Pfizer on Monday. Felt fine at the time. The next day, slightly fluy symptoms but I feel okay today. I'm back on track. So just in case anyone was worrying, I have had a single vax. I am single vax. Shirley will be here for the next bit though. Fear not. We interviewed a fantastic guest. He is a friend. He is an actor. He is a wonder. He is a father. So without further ado, here we three are. Thank you. Now, actually, Shelley, we're excited, aren't we? So we excited. We are excited. Genuinely. We've got another dad man on. This, we will, have. this will be our second dad man. There's not many of them out there that are willing to come on, but we found one. We found a victim. And when he's not being a dad man to his son, he works as an actor, playing alongside Hollywood's finest, including Harrison Ford, Forrest Whitaker, Charlize Theron. And more recently, he played a right wing sex symbol in Steve McQueen's multi award winning anthology series, Small Axe. We are beyond excited to welcome English American Scotsman Sam Sproul. <laughs> Samuel. I've never had an intro like it. Thank you. That's what we we aim to please. We do aim to please. Welcome. All downhill from here. (laughs) So good to have you on. Thank Um, you very much. We have to disclose to our listeners that we do actually know Sam from way back when. I think he falls under the category of Greenwich Greaser, which is where we're from. and, And it's lovely to see him rise through the ranks through the years. And I mean, you I was are you're really a greaser though, wasn't it? No, greaser, you've never been a greaser. I was no. always on the outside of that grease bunch. You've always been a bouffant. You've always been a bouffant. Yeah. A Lee, a Lee Green bouffant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and what role is this for, Sam, for our listeners who don't have visuals? So I'm I'm playing a posho actually in Ooh. something that Mark Gatis or Gattis, never know how you say his name, has written. And Mark Gattis did uh League of Gentlemen, he did he's written He wrote the Sherlock. Mm. He's done loads. And he's done this Christmas show for Sky. And uh, I'm playing Uncle Bertie. Oh, that's lovely. Yes, who's an 1820s Regency character who's a bit of a 'er ne'er-do-well, an eye for a shapely ankle. Ooh! He'd like Uncle Bertie would go for my ankles, I think. Oh, indeed. But you're a bit too old now. Uncle Bertie now goes for women in their early 20s. Tops, I think. Tops. How old is Uncle Bertie? My age, because I'm playing him, darling. But but yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna so 44, be forty-four then. 44. So forty-three. Let's try forty-three, guys. All right. <laughs> Stop trying to add. And and yeah, so I'm doing that, and it's it's gonna be a real laugh because usually I play horrible people in very serious drama. So it's quite nice to play um, someone really silly who's drunk all the time. Oh, so nice, because it's true. For, for those of you who don't know Sam's work, shame on thee, first and foremost. But because in IRL, in real life, you are charming, you are cheeky, you are <laughs> handsome, yet you always get cast as the villain, don't you? More, you play absolutely abhorrent characters. Yeah, on the whole. And, and what is it like always being, how do you feel? You've just more or less said it's a refreshing change not to play a villain. Yeah, I think I've actually wanted to be... I, I, been wanting to do more comedy for ages but you don't if you do something or not even well adequately people see you as that character and want to 
shove you into more characters yeah. like that. But but you have to, to know, you just have to start turning villains down and hopefully Uncle Bertie's will turn up and you can play more of a range of characters. But but yeah, it's so great not to have to go down a dark road where you're thinking really horrible dark thoughts about the colour of someone's skin or or how you're going to abuse them next or and you don't it's not those characters aren't just like that but you just because you've got to give them humanity as well you've got to make Mm -hmm. them normal but a lot of how you achieve how you achieve properly dark stuff means that you have to go to um dark places it's interesting you say that actually because you made my piss boil in um, mangrove in a good way i thought oh no it was excellent you watched it and you get so first of all i didn't know the story that well and then yeah your character was so evil and just brilliant but i guess yeah you have to go to some dark places to be that good hey sam yeah i suppose it's so nice that you say it was good and uh, that's because that makes it worthwhile i think also jobs like that because it was a story about a group of black people coming together and coming together in adversity and fighting the good fight and so it was a primarily a black story with one obvious racist white copper and to play that copper was quite a lonely proposition turns out that it was yeah lonely throughout because they're all coming together offset as in between shooting Mm. the scenes they're all coming together and being really just getting closer and closer more friendly meanwhile I'm just on my own sitting on my own because everyone wants to slightly stay in character no one wants to to mix it before the scenes or afterwards because if the scenes are as brutal as they're meant to be then no one wants to really hang out and chat yeah i thought we were gonna i thought at the end of the day we'd all hug it out and stuff like that but everyone was like yeah see you later no, no and then even on it's set t- it's too close and it's too raw still for you know yeah, i think so and people, i think people even, just want know, to stay in character yeah That's it's staying people... in character but it's a funny one it's not your you're you're not playing that you're they're probably playing characters closely they've got a history that they share yeah, possibly totally. with the, the characters they're playing you one would hope don't no so there's that so there's that natural camaraderie that they're going to have it's and it's really yeah and you find yourself a... just standing at the side talking to the guy who's controlling the traffic around the set or something yeah, like that yeah. because that's the only person who doesn't know what you're doing in it it's the only person who will talk to you but that's in a way how it's going to be but in the end you can't carry on playing those characters because it's too depressing and um, you have to also take that those characters home sometimes when you're not filming abroad or away from home. You have to go home and just be normal dad with home. And I think that, that kind of doing, making that transition is quite hard work as well. You'd rather just mm. be in a hotel kind of stewing in your own soup for two weeks solid and then you can go home and be normal. But anyway... That's the kind of, oh, woe is me. Life isn't that, uh, it's not that difficult. How old is your little one now? Shelley and I were trying to guess. I said seven, eight, nine. I mean, you've really narrowed it down there, Pascal, (laughs) but he's actually... Shelley said four or five. (laughs) He's 11. 11? Oh, my God! No way! And he's uh, in secondary school now. He he just grew up and uh, he's still quite small. And actually, he's just gone to the hospital with his mum because he was playing football and he was in goal. And it, the, it got kicked at him really hard, and he feels like he's broken his wrist. Oh, so, no. Oh, 
Is that your agent? Get it. No, it's his agent. That, that might be. I'm so sorry this is happening. Help. It might be him. It's the hospital. It's the hospital. What's the verdict? Oh my God, he's fractured his wrist. Oh no. Oh my God. He's bent one bone and he's cracked another. He's a hard nut like his dad. No, but he's only little. And oh it's my like... God, he's not going to be able to swim or anything. He's a big swimmer. I'm in a. I'm doing a podcast. And so, so I'm going to have to go. I'm so sending my love. It's so and, um... sad. <laughs> oh, no, see, those, those sort of phone calls. I don't know what to say. He's got a, a bend and a break. But I think he's going to be okay. I mean, he is. They just heal quick, don't they? Yeah, yeah they do. Really but they yeah. sound callous, but I don't know what else to no, say. No, he'll he's got be his fine. Break. He'll Can be I just fine. tell you what's happened this year? My mum fell over at the beginning of the year and dislocated her shoulder. Two days later... My wife, Natalie, slipped down the stairs and broke her wrist in two places. My mum has just slipped down the stairs, having just recovered from her dislocated shoulder and broken her ankle in two places. Oh, stop. Now Sid has broken his wrist. What the fuck is happening to my family? Falling like flies, mate. Gosh. The last time I saw your son, he was on a scooter at a wedding. <laughs> it was Joe Hinkson's wedding. Yeah, that's right. And that's... He, I thought he was a cool kid. I thought, gosh, he looks like a very well. He cool turned up. He kid. turned up in a helmet and waterproof trousers. I don't know whether that was the dress code. He looked cool. Yeah, yeah. That's the main thing. And he danced with people. I remember that as well. And he was so proud. He was a right proud dad in that moment. <laughs> What's a right proud dad? So Sam, are there any jobs that you don't do because you've got because you're a dad man now? No. I don't think there are because I think it's they're always I'm always going to try and do jobs that I don't know I don't think there's many things that kind of compromise you. There is this film called Intimacy I think it's called with Kerry Fox and who's the guy who ran the gla- Mark Rylance. I think it's called Intimacy it's a French director and my wife worked on it and it's years and years ago now maybe 50 maybe 20 years ago and 20 years ago and he they were both married I think both had kids, but and I think they had to be really intimate with each other. And I don't know whether they fancied each other. I don't think they particularly did. But part of the kind of whatever the ex- experiment, experimental nature of the project or... But they ended up being very sexually intimate. And I don't think I'd want to do that because I just I just don't think there's dramatically... It's totally unnecessary. So I wouldn't do that. And then there's all kinds of stuff I turn down now because it's politically dubious. But that's nothing to do with being a dad. Yeah. That's just um, my I, own judgment. Because your your lady wife is also in the biz, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. And do you find that you can't take jobs on at the same time? Is there ever a yeah, conflict of interest I think there? It's just chaos. It's just two yeah. freelancers trying to look after... We've only got one child. Imagine... I just don't know what people do with big families, but maybe it's easier. I don't know. But, but yeah, it's when we're both working at the same time, it's really chaotic. And she especially really likes it when she's working because it's so full-on, her work. It's so... She, she's just done this job directed by Stephen Daudry so that was quite a kind of big director to work for so she felt she felt as with every job but she had to give it her all and so she was leaving at half five and getting back at eight o'clock so she just wasn't seeing Sid and so when she's she's doing, in costume right she's just a costume a, designer yeah yeah 
And when, so when she, so when she's doing a job like that, she loves it if I'm at home because it's just, it's just to have one parent who's fully there is great. And I do as well. I worry less about Sid than, than she does as probably that's a kind of dad mum thing. But if she's not at home, I know she's going to be all right. And the childcare is, yeah, chaotic. We've got this one woman called Linda around the corner who's like this toughy stender from the Roman road. And she uh, comes and looks after Sid and um, is great. And she's pretty you much... just pay her in bagels and wakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just <laughs> I pay her in kind of used notes. But no, she's... Um, <laughs> Bank notes. Yeah, but she's she's really... She's brilliant. And also, she's not... She's different. Where we live in Hackney, it's so posh. It's full of bankers now. And there is a kind of... it's Hackney feels like just like a mini... In this particular bit, feels like a kind of lifestyle advert it's just it's it it makes me feel a bit sick and we're white and middle class and Sid needs as much diversity as possible he goes to state school it's all good but Linda's really good for telling him how it is (laughs) Sid get here you little cunt well a little bit like that (laughs) a little bit like that but (laughs) I mean is I don't know what they chat about but she also loves him and he really loves her. That's, so that's perfect. Great. Listen, it's yeah. good to find childcare that is solid. Exactly. That's all. I don't need her to be able to do. I just, she, I don't need her to be able to work just with him or do anything. Just keep him alive. Yes. Just keep him alive. Just feed him whatever. She always brings him chocolate. I'm like, Linda, don't bring him as much chocolate. She's like, I need it. And, and exactly. But I like to do it, Sam. I, it's, I like to do it. It's for me. But but then she will also make sure he does his piano practice. Yeah, Stuff see, that's like lovely. That. She can't that's help nice. him with it, but she goes, he's done it. I made sure he did it. It's nice that he plays the old Joanna. It's brilliant. Do you have a Joanna in the house? We do have an electric piano in the house. I'd like a proper piano. Okay. So how long are you going to wait? How good does he have to be before you get a proper piano? He's not brilliant, but I just make him play every week and just carry on and I know it's going to come good at one stage and when he gets to grades I'm going to make him play till he gets to grade five and then he's gonna and then he'll be he'll just he'll be able to play properly and he'll go thank you for making me do something that I didn't want to do all these years you're a brilliant dad and now I can play the piano because he's going to say that Sam he's going to say those very words I guarantee (laughs) he's going to say that he will he's going to thank me for just about everything that I provided and at 11, surely, they, what can they do at 11? Can they wipe their own bums at 11? At 11, he can do near enough anything. He can cook for himself. He can wash himself. He obviously can't take him to himself to the hospital, as we just found out. Oh. No, he can do loads of stuff. My son is hes quite resourceful. He's quite a kind of durable little chap. Like, he's got epilepsy. And I think that's that's been quite hard for him but it's also it's made him it's made him quite a bit of a warrior in one sense not in not warrior tough as in just that he worries a lot but but it's also made him quite brave in other ways he's good socially and he he's really inquisitive about the world and can I read you something out that he wrote please oh please 
it's going to I'll, I'll just read it quick but you can you yes exactly you can edit it as I woke I found myself in a room painted all purple in the left hand corner I saw a tiny crack it was odd because the rest of the room was very smooth I got out of my bed and crept towards it once I was there the crack had disappeared but had formed on the other side this time it stayed as I got closer I saw tiny little orange cushions with handles on them I used my pinky nail to open up the wallpaper and peel it back like a perfectly ripe banana as it peeled back it revealed a long white tunnel with those rectangular lights you often find in hospitals as I say this, it felt like a hospital. During the duration of this hallway, I saw flashes of orange and cracks in the wall. It felt very odd. I continued until I came up on a double set of doors, on a set of double doors and a message that said, away. What did that mean and who put it there? The doors opened into a pit, which when I finally had seen it, I was halfway down it. As I landed, I started to feel very dizzy. My senses had completely disappeared and my sight had gone blank. A few seconds later, they were back. I got up and looked up. The doors were still open and there was a little cat. It was black and white. Its paws were clean shaven. A small purr woke it up and then it got to its feet and started walking down a tunnel. I followed it down. Now I'm on my hands and knees, crawling along, along a tunnel, smooth as silk. The tunnel finally came to an end where I found myself in a snow globe. In school, we had learned about an alternative universe, and I think I have found the one I'm meant to be in. It was the size of a small skyscraper and the width of a house. The snow was thick and went up to my ankles. It felt like a bit like a dream. A sphere of glass surrounded me and a clay sculpture of St. Basil's Cathedral shadowed me. And then I woke up at 6.45 when my alarm went off. That's pretty trippy, isn't it? Wow. I, I, I especially like the cat with um, its paws were clean shaven. Shaven. Do you know what that reminds me of? The character you played in Snow White and the Huntsman. That's your hairdo. That is your hairdo. Maybe. That is it. No, it is. It's that. That head brain he's got is really something else, isn't it? I know. Oh, you must be proud. I am quite proud. I'm just quite proud because he's just a bit, it's just, it's not normal. And it's no, imaginative, no, not for an and that's old boy. and that's what I that's what I think is going to do him well is that he'll he'll I think what they're really good at, at his school is they keep on saying expand so have an idea and then expand it and that's all I see our work our creative work is having an idea but don't settle with that expand it and expand it and there is a you can overthink things but on the whole expand and I'm really that's great and uh, does he follow in your footsteps does he do drama he's done a bit of drama but he just looks at it i say do you want to be an actor he goes no way he just looks at me this sorry old sack of a man and goes i don't want to be like you i want to be i don't know earning loads of money and being and being kind of dynamic every day rather than waiting for the phone to call and complaining about scripts that inconsistency um, that yeah, comes with, and just um, also just like highs and lows. Mm. Just great when you're working, or but even when you are working, sometimes give a job to an actor and he'll complain or she'll complain. That feels to be quite an accurate mm. uh, description. But no, I think I think he just yeah, I think he does want more consistency, and he does he he wants to be part of a company, which I think actually quite a lot of actors end up wanting that as well or why they love work or why they you see a successful actor decide that he's 
he or she's going to do a stint on EastEnders is because they yearn for a nine to five rather than busy and then nothing and busy and nothing, which I've got used to and I quite like it. But uh, And I never feel like I've got nothing, not because I'm working all the time, but because you're auditioning all the time or now I'm writing. And so it just feels busy. As I'm sure no, you two could say the same, it's, especially when you've got kids, it doesn't seem to be much time to scratch your ass. Sadly not. I miss yeah. those days. I know. Gosh, I had no idea. And something I'm saying this, I'm sure I can squeeze in more thinking time. But it is thinking time as well. There's quite, I don't, I think there's always something to do. And, and then when you're not always doing the thing that you're meant to be doing, you're slightly loathing yourself for being unproductive or inefficient or like I suddenly realised I've looked at Instagram for 40 minutes. I'm never going to get that back. That feels... Uh, yeah. You can never quite relax, can you? You can't quite relax. No. no I think, I, but I can on holiday. If I go on holiday now, I'm like, I genuinely put my phone in the drawer and I do get it out every now and again to look at emails or whatever, but I'm just like, I'm free. And that was so good about lockdown. As lots of actors and people and I'm sure freelancers, whatever were saying this, there was, you could do nothing. The f- there was no agent in their office. No one was working. No one was getting calls about jobs that you wanted to do. There was just, it was like the first bit of that lockdown was like, great. Let's just all stop. And mm-hmm. that's never, because everyone's trying to grind it out. Everyone's trying to... Hustle. Yeah, hustle. Yeah. And to stop that. And for it, some people, financially, they were like, this is desperate. We luckily didn't have that. We had some money in the bank. And you just thought, then let's just try and enjoy this time. I think we did, actually. The first one, the second one was interminable. Yeah. The fifth first... one was a killer. Sixth one. Yeah. Fucking hell, the next we one, gonna be... I'm looking to that. I know. We're going to be here for ages and ages. <laughs> in and out. In and out. In and out. And I, I got offered a play the other day and I just thought, this is, they're banking on there not being a third wave. Where's the play? West End? or? On... It was actually, but I've turned it down, so it doesn't matter. But I was, it was just, I just thought, that I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think this play is going to happen. I don't think theatres are going to happen, even though everyone's. Of course, we're all opening, and I want it. I want. I want it to happen, but I. Yeah, it's I'm really with you, Sam. Me. I'm not. I'm a bit sceptical again about. We're on the route roadmap opening up. It's all good. No, yeah. there's, there's going to be little. There's going to be things that surprise us, like variants. Totally, and, and Sage keep on saying there's going to be a third wave. Exactly. And Sage keep on saying there's going to be a third wave. And they're all, you just feel like that's why no one's travelling. Or I'm loads of people want. But that's when they've opened it up. But Boris is saying, don't travel. He's obviously saying that for a reason because they're. 23 flights to Lisbon this morning, Sam. That's all I'm saying. Was there? 23. I mean, who doesn't want to go to Portugal? That's the thing. It's crazy. But you're right. On the whole, most sensible people are not going to Europa. They're going to Devon. They're going to Devon. Topness, I had. Topness, topness. Oh, it's all, it's all happening. <laughs> it's all happening over here. We're getting a Rick Stein imagine... box tonight. Ooh. Yeah, so lots so delivered, delivered from, from Rick Pasto. Stein. Absolutely. Lobster. Part of the country she's in, she'll get a box delivered. Every occasion there's a box, and any part of the country there's a box. 
know. And you get amazing boxes now from all over. That has been the highlight. With oh, no yeah. money to spend in the pubs, everyone's <laughs> yeah. got a bit more cash. So everyone's going, let's get a posh box. Have you had a posh box? Have you had that chef? No, he actually delivers it himself. It'll come in exactly. and I'll cook it. <laughs> no, like, oh, yeah, I'll, do, I'll do a delivery too I go no 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 it's not delivery <laughs> let's be very clear no. about this yeah I think it has been like everyone has got fatter and you two don't look fatter though you look thinner actually I've been unwell <laughs> I'm seven months pregnant <laughs> are you seven months pregnant show him you're uh, Gary Baldy for the audience at home I'm seven months at home <gasps> there oh. she is Matt Lucas Matt Lucas right there <laughs> Kind of, look, it looks fake. Humpty Dumpty. So how old are you, Pascal? Oh, young. I'm how much younger ancient. are you than us? We oh, don't I, have to I'll say. be 40 this July. I'm 40, I'm oh. shy of 40. Yeah. Wow. Everyone's having second kids. That's amazing. Well, listen, what else? I know, madness, right? Hashtag lockdown. Madness. It's great. It's great. Yeah, just get your sex on. Yeah. Oh, gosh, please. Now, one time and look what happens. <laughs> yeah, Shelley's had sex twice now in her long, long marriage. <laughs> Really have. I mean, if ever there was an unsexier time than lockdown, I need to know that. Oh, no. Libidos killed dead in the dust, just outright niche. I know, or where you appetites where... grew and our libido died. Totally. And everyone and slouched also... around in the same old slouchy. Slouching! Slouching in the same old fart smell. And just <laughs> kind of just seeing too much of each other. Too much of. And I mean that in both senses, in in, a, in time and also of different bodily things. We've just become so like that and enmeshed. And I think my missus finds me disgusting. I don't, I, and I don't blame her. I can't blame her, but, you know. Do you know, we I actually think you're start... looking quite good, actually, Sam. Don't you think, Shelley? Oh, no, he's looking really good. He's always been really fit, though. So. Moved east. Since you got out of the southeast and you moved east. Oh, come on. He's been in east for so long. He was one of the first. You're I'm gonna one of try, the first. Um... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and play more people who people actually are attracted to rather than people who are, like, repelled by. And that would be nice just to explore that. I'll probably get really bored of it and go, no, it's boring. But to be – to explore – uh, a character where you're actually where you're like someone's in love with you say that'd be great can you imagine taking that home to your wife i know that is taking, that's that, taking that persona back home yeah no that <laughs> yeah yeah really happy but no that is complicated with the wife but also you just got to manage it he said not really knowing how to manage it <laughs> seeing you years ago at the crucible in sheffield you were in edward bond's leah do you remember that mm. yeah but did you did you come and see yeah that? i came with shelly and Don. i came and, yeah, yeah i came yeah we drove course. up we drove up in the gti there was no bottom to the base of the car but that was fine and we ate loads of crisps loads <laughs> oh, of amazing snacks and i remember thinking looking at you because this was what 15 years ago maybe more Longer. 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 And I remember thinking, gosh, you ha- not only did I think was it very good, but also afterwards you had such bants, didn't you lot? And I thought, gosh, you have a lovely life. Yeah. Bless- hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. And it can be like that. And and I do remember it. I remember I remember thinking it was an important play to do. And I remember just getting drunk 
all you the time. Were, all of you were so drunk after that. Yeah, and it was a time where, like, me and I lived with this actor called Brian Dick, and he who's a brilliant actor, who's and he used to drink copious amounts of red wine, and I would try and join him. I could never drink as much, but it was, that was the age where you could get really pissed, mm-hmm. wake up get in time for work and do a full day's work. I just can't do that now. I've got a read through for something on Friday and I've got been invited to somewhere on Thursday. I'm going to be, I'm going to have left that place on Thursday by 10 o'clock at night. That's how boring I am. That's how much of a dad I am. Slash it's, professional. It's, it's professional. Yeah, but I can't do it. I can't, I don't yeah, understand how people can do it. I'm too paranoid. I'm pathetic. But I want to be, in my fantasies, to be more like, like, one of those drunk great actors like Oliver Reed or whatever, but they were probably absolute brutes to live with and horrible, but they were brilliant for all of themselves, like not just their talent, but their drunkenness and how the two came together. We romanticise um, all that, though. We romanticise that. I think the reality is more what you say. It's brutish. We we know a lot of these men and it's, yeah, it's either going to end in domestic violence or ill health. You could be interesting, but have a normal life. God, I hope that's true. Hi. Hi. Just show, just show, just show your plaster. I can't take it out. Really? Yeah. Go on. Oh, sorry to hear Hi. you bent and fractured your wrist, mate. You're going to be on the radio, though. Yay! 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 <laughs> and and Stanley, listen up. Your dad Even read out your Sydney. Please Sydney. keep that in. <laughs> your dad read they out your story. Does this. Which is amazing. We've got the wife. We've got the wife at the back. So that's going to be on the Lovely. radio too. Yeah. Thanks for like that. John... Yeah, it was a great story. You look like a John Lewis advert. It's brilliant. You? It's lovely. Let's oh, <laughs> say we look like a John Lewis advert. <laughs> <laughs> this is our best selves. Um, great. Right, well go, done. I'll oh, wrap so this up. Right, I'll be, I'll, I'll... Um, so we can do a black lock tonight. Okay. All right. More what posh a lovely things. boy. Yeah, he's all right. Well, one thing I just I can't remember what we were just talking about, but my son also really likes good food. So this year has felt this lockdown feels like I'm running a calf. I've never been out that kitchen. It's just cook, cook, wash up. It feels I, I just is felt a lot. <laughs> it's great that you do that. Who's on bins in your house? Are you on bins? Uh, Mutual, it's a mutual, it's a mutual takeout. It's a mutual love. It's a mutual love of bins. We've absolutely loved talking to you and we could talk and talk and talk. I don't know whether we fulfilled the brief, Sam. You're a dad man and we just chat, we just chat shit. I mean, it's been a pleasure. Find out a bit about what's going on with you. This has been my favourite. Thank you so much. Where can we catch you next? Uh, this autumn, BBC Two, The North Water. Directed by a brilliant director called Andrew Haig, starring Colin Farrell, Jack O'Connell, Stephen Graham, and Sam great. Sproul. Wow. Excellent. And Sam Sproul. Well done, you, mate. And Thanks, your son is guys. absolutely gorgeous. He's a beauty. Cheers. Thank you. As is the wife. She oh, is tidy. Bien sûr, mate. Bien sûr. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks, Sam. Thank bye. you. Bye. 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 Hey, 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 guys, it's me again, Solo Merengue. Wasn't that lovely? Hey? If you are not familiar with Sam Sprawl and his work, 
Do check him out on something called, I think it's IMBD. It might be IDMB. I should know. I am trained. But anyway, he's wonderful. He's a fantastic actor and he's a really top bloke. So there we are. It really makes me miss him and miss people, in fact. It's been a long time. Hopefully he'll be out of our cages soon. Many thanks for tuning in, ladies and gents, and those who identify as other. Shirley and myself will be together again, reunited next week. Until then, bye! You've been listening to Motherfunk with Shirley and Shirley, otherwise known as Joanna Carolan and Pascal Wilson, produced by Mabel Productions. Tune in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 